Being an entrepreneur in the mobile bar space for weddings is a thrilling adventure. It's full of creativity, passion, and the opportunity to create unforgettable moments with our clients. But let's be real. It's not always a walk in the park. And throughout this episode, we'll keep it real and we'll talk about the realities of navigating relationships in the wedding industry, especially the ones that you're going to experience on wedding days. You can get a lot of intense pressure, and it's kind of an emotional roller coaster for all vendors on a wedding day. But we'll also focus on the positive side, celebrating the profound connections we form and the joy of bringing our clients' dreams to life. So grab your favorite cocktail, raise your glass to the power of relationships, and let's dive into the beautiful world of vendor, venue, and client connections within the wedding industry. Hey friends, today we're going to explore the relationships we build with vendors, venues, and most importantly, our cherished clients. These connections are the lifeblood of our business, and they play a vital role in our success. I first want to talk about vendors. They are talented individuals who bring various elements together to create a magical wedding experience. From the photographers who capture those precious moments to the florists who transform spaces into blooming wonders, they become our partners in creating these intense dream weddings. Building strong relationships with vendors is not about just collaborating on the day of the event. It's nurturing that connection with them, fostering trust and understanding that each creative has their own vision for how the day will go. We'll explore effective communication strategies and the importance of referrals and the power of networking within this industry. There is so much power in networking within your vendor community. While our clients are most definitely our driving force, you probably are not going to see a huge influx in additional clients coming onto your roster if your vendor relationships are lacking. Vendors and venues probably make up about 50% of my referral network and client exposure. This is a game you want to play to win. And of course, there's always going to be vendors that you don't click with, and that's okay. The ones that you do your relationship with them is going to be invaluable. I have photographers that will literally drop anything for me if I need content for Tipsy 10. I have um, videographers that will come over to my studio space or my office and help me capture raw videos that uh, will allow me to showcase making a cocktail that my clients are going to enjoy for the next year or two because we change our cocktails up every single season. The florists that I work with know to use things like, it sounds so silly, <laughs> but the funeral, like the thing they use to put on top of a coffin when they're transferring like flowers on a coffin, they know to use that for the wheel well of my trailer because it's heavy and it's going to stay put. And they understand that like that's an aesthetic. It's something that is needed, something big, something broad, something very dramatic to stand out against such harshness of the metal of my tinned trailers. Um And there's also, like, a huge give back for me. I give into my vendors 
just as much as they give to me. We just literally had our four-year anniversary party, and I had about 50 of Chattanooga's top wedding vendors come out. This ranged from planners to florists to photographers, vendor uh, venue owners, catering. I mean, it ran the gamut. I mean, there was literally someone for everyone there. Um, but it was really important for me to have this event and to show them that they have an invaluable experience with me. I needed to pamper them. I wanted them to know how important they are. So the thousands of dollars that I spent for an event is worth it in the long run for taking care of those vendors. And trust me, it's something they are always, always, always going to remember that I went out of my way and planned an event just for them. Also, just networking in general with vendors within your community, especially the wedding community. I host a monthly, um, we call it Wino, it's Wedding Industry Night Out, but it was kind of appropriate considering I deal with alcohol a lot. Um, And we probably have 10 to 15 of us that will get together at these various different um, venues, you know, bars, restaurants, things like that. And it's just a time to really like bond with them. And we talk about clients, we talk about the good, we talk about the bad, but it gives us a chance to unwind too. Because a lot of times on wedding day, we're in our own world and we're so focused on our task that we've been contracted to do for that day that we don't really get a chance to talk to each other. So it's a nice way for us to turn it off, um, enjoy each other. We make TikToks together Um, we have just a wide range of topics that we discuss, but the biggest thing is that at the end of the day, especially like after that event that we just did a couple of weeks ago, um, the vendors were like, when you said your speech, when you said your thank yous, like, I felt like you were talking directly to me. They feel a very personal connection with me. And that's extremely, extremely important to me. They know that I'm going to ride as hard for them as they do for me. Um, we're going to take care of each other. We're going to have a good time while we're doing it. And ultimately, like, the end goal is always to make sure that our client has a dream day. But it doesn't mean we get to ha- we don't have to have fun while we're doing it. We can always enjoy ourselves and that networking and that time that we spend as peers together just amplifies that relationship for us. Um, And, you know, it's just something that's truly, you can't put a price tag on this. Like you really can't, you can't quantify what, when it's, for example, if someone, if one of my planners was at a wedding and the bartender did not show up, they know they can call me and I will do everything within my means to make sure that we get someone there and we get that client taken care of and vice versa. I would know that if, um, you know, something was happening for the DJ, I've, I've had this happen before where they didn't have an extension cord and I'm on the phone calling the venue and I'm like, hey, do you guys have a, an extension cord that you can run up here because, you know, so-and-so doesn't have an extension cord and they really need one um, to get something plugged in. Like that that teamwork is so, it's effortless and it's so invaluable. It plays such a vital, vital role on your wedding day um, for the client. It Like if the team is solid, it makes everything so much smoother and easier. 
but you're not going to get to that place until you develop those relationships. So they are something that I push so hard. Relationships are something that I develop so strongly with other vendors um, and also our venue owners, which is what I'm going to dive into next. So obviously venues are a massive part of a wedding day. Like it's the first thing that your couple books, most likely. They are these enchanting spaces that provide backdrops um, that your couple is going to share one of the most special days of their life. Um, And the relationships that you forge with those venues are crucial to ensuring a seamless operation, getting any logistical support if you need it, and it just being like a mutually beneficial partnership between you and the venue. So one of the first things that I teach anyone who goes through any coaching with me is if they're new to the wedding industry as a whole is to reach out to venues and venue owners. Um, Share who you are. Give an introduction of yourself. Ask if you can come out and do a tour or are there offices open and you can just pop in and say, hi, bring a treat, bring a like, I don't know, bring, some people don't drink, (laughs) but like, don't, you know, bring some cupcakes, bring something so that they know that you kind of took the time and effort to really think about them before you stepped onto their property. We have some absolutely amazing venues here in Chattanooga, and a lot of these venues operate off of the kind of knowledge or the precedence of a preferred vendor to venue relationship. And you do, you want to get on that, that preferred list. It's very, very important um, to get there, but there are things you have to do in exchange to get there. So you have to show, you know, a little bit of effort. You can't just show up and for a photographer, you can't just shoot one wedding and expect that you're going to be put on their preferred vendor list. In my world, alcohol is such a um, a taboo thing. It's a really f- like hairline, fine, thin line to walk. Um, Tennessee is one of the few states that still holds some really strict laws as far as alcohol goes. And my relationship with the venue, when I first start that, is letting them know that I'm going to uphold those laws to the T. I'm going to find out their um, their level of, of comfortability with the alcohol game, right? Because it is. It's such a level of comfortability between the venue and the vendor. So, for example, in Tennessee, um, shots are not permitted in private events like that. And 98.2% of venues are not going to allow shots. It's in my contract and it's in their contract. So, if they happen to see a picture that a photographer takes of a whole bunch of people at a wedding taking a shot and I'm tagged as the bartender, they might start having some questions for me. Um... I need to protect their interest, and that's very important as a vendor trying to start or maintain a venue relationship. Um, They are also 
once you're on that preferred vendor list and you have done a couple of events with them and they feel super comfortable with you, they're going to start referring clients to you. I mean, that preferred vendor list, I mean, for some of these venues and like social media and things like that, it, it allows my client list, my bookings to just explode. There is one venue around here and I love them dearly, but if they post one story of us at like a wedding, I am guaranteed probably four to 24 inquiries within a 24 hour period. And of every four that they refer me, I'm booking at least one of those. So that's insane. So I'm always, always, always going to give that venue some of my my best work, my best effort. My I'm I'm always gonna go really, really far for them because their referrals are a life force for my business. Um, I take care of their property. A huge thing, especially in my world where like I'm dealing with these huge trailers, um, their their lawn irrigation systems, their cement, is it rebarred, all of those kinds of things. I need to know those things in my ven- my venue relationships. I need to be very aware of their property and where I can park and where I can't park. Um, that same venue, for instance, there are two venues that I can actually park on their concrete and the rest of them I can't because it's not rebarred or it's just not enforced enough that it can take the weight of my trailer and my truck. And there have been other businesses similar to mine that have ignored those requests from the venues and they've literally broken concrete (laughs) and that gets really expensive to fix. So like you have to listen to those venue needs and really respect that relationship. Um, But if you can get in good with two, three, four venues, your business is going to be golden. I promise you. But while vendor relationships are super important, I would almost say that venue relationships are that much more important. That's where you're going to be spending the majority of your day. That's the team of people you're going to be working with. They're going to be the ones asking for your insurance and all of that kind of good stuff. So you really, really, really want to cultivate those relationships and make them as solid as possible. So Um, while we went into vendor and venue relationships, last and certainly not least are our client relationships. They are the stars of the show quite literally. Um, weddings are deeply personal events and our relationship with the couple starts long before their wedding day. Um, and it's built on a lot of trust. I mean, A lot of us have had weddings, and it takes a lot to trust that a company is going to show up for you on your wedding day. Um, There's empathy, there's understanding, and you have to, like, get their vision. Um, So I want to share a couple of, like, effective ways to communicate and manage the expectations of clients um, and how to maybe navigate any challenging situations that could arise. Um, And then, of course, at the end, we hope they're just thrilled and they're, you know, we've exceeded every expectation and we've hit every dream of theirs and they've just had the best day ever. So um, 
with clients, my biggest thing is transparency. So when clients reach out to you, especially for weddings, we're talking about, again, one of the most important days of their lives. And they're so excited. They have stalked you on Instagram. They've saved Pinterest pictures. I mean, some of these couples have been, you know, planning their wedding days for years and years and years, especially, you know, thanks to COVID. Um, But you definitely have to like be super transparent with them about your package and the the product that you're going to be or service you're going to be providing. And then making sure that they understand that because a lot of things can get lost in translation. So like huge things for me when it comes to transparency is um, sometimes clients will reach out on Instagram and my immediate is like response to that is like, we'd love to be part of your day, but please email us or can I get your email so that I can get into contact with you um, and give you an accurate quote and make sure that we're on the same page because like I don't want to have 15 different conversations going on in 15 different places with the same client. Too much can get lost in translation. So after they do that, or if they happen to just come from my website and they're in my email, I'm very honest with them. I need three things from them to even start the quote process, which is obviously I need their wedding date and to know that they're interested in me. Um, And then I need to know where they're getting married and their approximate guest count. This allows me to understand how big or as small of a wedding we're dealing with. Are we dealing with a weekend wedding? A lot of times now I'm dealing with Monday and Thursday weddings, even Wednesday weddings. Um, and, And sometimes even they'll be really honest in their initial email and they will tell us, you know, kind of their their preferences for what, how they want things to, to look. Sometimes they'll send you pictures or a lot of times mine will say, hey, I saw you did this beautiful cocktail on Instagram and this is the cocktail that I want for my wedding day. So I'm really transparent with them about the cost of that based off of those like three key points that I need from them to get them, you know, quoted. Um, then there's the, especially in Tennessee, um, like I said, the, the alcohol laws are a little bit different. Um, so clients don't always get it um, at first. But again, being transparent with them. But I also have to be really stern and stand my ground for my business. I have my business set up a very specific way. And it works for me. And it works for my clients. And it keeps everything very efficient and to the point. Um, it definitely allows for almost a a margin of like zero error. Um, I can think of maybe mm, five weddings out of the 320 something that we've done that there's been like an issue or a mix up in in like miscommunication. Um, So being really clear with them and transparent, but then also being really stern about what the liquor laws are, what Tennessee will allow, what I will allow, what the venues will allow for their wedding day. Um, that's, That's absolutely huge. And I have to also remember in that, and you need to remember in that, that like, when you do that, when you're transparent and when you are very 
stern and standing up for your business, there are going to be clients that try to push that envelope. And you have to know when to say, like, this isn't the right fit. This isn't going to work for either one of us. Um, and, And that is also part of the relationship. Just like in dating, Sometimes it doesn't work out, Um, even in marriage. Sometimes it doesn't work out. And sometimes you need to know when to say you're going to step away from a potential client. Um, I've never had to walk away from an actual signed client at this point um, unless they've canceled due to, you know, some travesty in life. Um, But you have to know your limits, And you have to, again, hold those boundaries really strong for the client. And I will say probably 9.5 times out of 10, the client is going to come back and be like, oh, I just didn't know that. Thank you for being honest. Thank you for sharing that with me. It's very interesting. Um, And now that I know that, what is the path that we can take? What what are my options? Um, So... It's okay to sometimes like put your big girl pants on and say, it's, it's, this is what it is. The price is what it is. My business is what it is. And it allows for a much smoother relationship for the whole. They know that they are not as the client. They're not going to be able to push too many boundaries with you. Um, Whereas, some of my other vendors, <laughs> I, get, I get horror stories of like, they did, you know, the client asked this or I'm not capable of providing this and, and someone got upset or, or that kind of thing. Whereas if they had just been really transparent and honest and stood really strong in their business from the get-go, that would have helped them dramatically. Um, and then also a huge aspect to the client relationship is establishing trust as an expert in your field. And this can be really hard because clients think they know everything. (laughs) They think that they have Pinterested enough, they have Googled it enough, they have been to enough friends' weddings that they could put this whole shindig on by themselves um, and not bat an eye. And that's just not true. This is probably next to buying a house or a really nice car, one of the most expensive days of your life. Actually, even having a baby now, um, it's cheaper. It's it's more expensive. Having a baby's cheaper at this point. Um, so when my clients come to me, especially if they've been in the world of like following me on Instagram and stuff like that, they know I am an expert in my field. And that like I... I'm going to tell them how it is. I'm going to be transparent with them. I am going to guide them in a way that they they know it's the best best path for them. Um, so, for example, if I have a client, I, and this will go back to all the different relationships in this last little like scenario. If I have a client that says, hey, we're doing our wedding at this venue, and I want you on this specific patio at this angle and this, that, and the other, but I know that the venue doesn't allow that. I have to go back to the client and I have to say, look, with all of the experience that I have in this industry and also at this venue, 
That's not something that's allowed. That's not something that I can do. What I can do is do this, or I give them one or two options for where we can park the trailer or how we can set the trailer up. Um, And a lot of times the clients are going to be like, okay, cool, like fine. But you have to preface it that with that you have those relationships with the other vendors and the venue because that again establishes that you are an expert in your field. It's not like it's your first time working this venue. It's not your first time working with this coordinator. It's not your first time um, working with, you know, this whole team of people. You've done this countless, countless times. And that will allow the client to kind of relieve themselves and say like, okay, we get it. You know what you're doing. We're going to take a step back. We're going to chill out a little bit. So um, navigating a client relationship can be challenging, but when you do it right, the joy and and the, the love that just exudes from them at the end of the day, I love that my clients want to pull me on the dance floor. I love that my clients want to come up and like before they run out and do their exit at the end of the night. They want to run up to me and like give me a big hug and love on me. That means the world to me. The the cards, the notes, the Instagrams, then when they share the pictures and it's like, we couldn't have had our day without you. Um, that means everything. But all of those relationships, the vendor, the venue, and the client are incredibly important for you to master. And if you are curious how to start that, or you're still feeling a little like shaky on it, or you're like, okay, I've mastered my relationships with the vendors, but I'm still really uncomfortable with going to the venues and talking to them, feel free to email me. You can always email me um, on 1625holdings at gmail.com and that will um, go to me and we can set up a coaching call and we can have a discussion on that. Um, Definitely like put all of the, the questions that you could potentially have in that email. And I will either answer you back and say like, hey, I'm going to schedule us a Zoom call. Or um, if it's just like a really quick question, I'm happy to just answer it and move about the day. Um, but yeah, so you can always check out everything that we're doing over at Tipsy10 on Instagram. And I mean, I just really encourage you to take the time to develop these relationships because they will bring you and in, in your business all the dreams to life. So until next time, um, that's it for today. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye.